Hi there, welcome to our podcasts from the Grow 2019 BOMA New Zealand Agri-Summit. Fantastic conference that's been going on uh, in Christchurch uh, with amazing speakers talking a lot about uh, the future of food, uh, of agri-tech, fantastic Uh, ideas and technologies that are coming along to help farmers, to help food processors in linking uh, farmers and consumers and right along the value chain. In this podcast I'm going to be talking with Penny Clark Hall who set up a company that's uh, all about building on the social license to operate. She broke it down really nicely when I started talking with her in that it's really about building human relationships and building on those and building on the trust capital that's within them. I sat down with Penny and we talked a little bit about what her background is and about what the social license to operate is all about. Penny, you talked yesterday at the conference about uh, your new company, a consultancy Mm -hmm. for a social license to operate. That kind of seems to have stemmed a little bit from some of the research and stuff that you have done. Tell me a little bit, first of all, I guess, about your your past, the things that you've been involved in and what you've been passionate about. Yeah, well, I've got quite a colourful past in terms of I haven't um, gone down the traditional university route and where to where I've got today but um, I started out in the film and television industry and um, working um, on uh, movies and music videos and things like that and then that evolved into going to uh, broadcasting school where I became a video journalist uh, for Sky News in the press gallery Um, but my background from a child is you know I grew up on a hill high country farm and I'm marrying a farmer as well so I'm very connected and passionate about the primary sector and so um, that uh, sort of pushed me towards my job at Federated Farmers in PR and so um, I was always doing agri stories where I could when I was a journalist as well Um, and then yeah eventually went to Ravenstown as well Um, so that's uh, been my last job and I'm still working there now Um, and they put me on the Kellogg's Rural Leadership course um, and I have been incredibly passionate about farmers' social license to operate, um, coming from a PR background, um, and it being a personal, um, you know, childhood uh, history for me. Um, Tell me what what do you think of when you when you say what that is? You know, the social license to operate. How yeah. do you define that? So a social license to operate is all about a value connection with your stakeholders. So, you know, my background working in media going was back at the dirty dairying um, phase um, and same when I was at Feds with PR. Um, so that value connection was really broken down then and that breaks down the trust you have with stakeholders. And for the primary sector, st- stakeholders is pretty broad because we use resources that the whole country relies on. So everyone has a vested interest in what we do. Um, so the whole public, general public, really is a stakeholder yeah. in what we're doing on our farms. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. no there's pressure. Not many other, <laughs> there's not many other industries, I guess, that would have that, uh, that sense. And I mm. guess that's why these people, you know, people generally feel that they can 
have some comment. Yeah. So I mean, everyone has a vested interest in water um, and the environment that we that we live in. Um, and what we do as um, the primary sector, both from a professional business capacity, but also personally as well. So I think it's finding in your social license framework, finding the empathy for those people that just have the personal connection, not the business connection and being like, hey, you know, like we, we need to share these resources and we need to understand where they're coming from rather than, um, you know, getting defensive and trying to protect our land rights. It's, it's something that we all need to share. So we need to have that empathy um, when we engage with them about that. Yeah. Well, tell me what you uh, what you actually did with your catalogs and yeah. what you discovered. So um, I wanted to make social license a tangible thing um, because there's a lot of debate on whether social license is actually a thing. You know, like arguing about um, whether it's an issue or not, or if it's just a you know a fad. Um, so my research was about actually defining what a social license is and then looking at how it's lost and how you can earn it back because I wanted to give, have like a tool that I could give the industry um, rather than just some high level um, pontificating about it. So yeah, I just really wanted to add some value through through my report and then also coming out of that, I wanted to be able to use that to empower myself, to empower the industry, to make meaningful change. And what did you find when you did the study? Um, so I found that um, there's lots of different licenses that make up a social license. So you have your legal license, which is where most farmers stop um, at, uh, and then you have your moral license and your poetic license, and then you have your social license. Um, and the moral values piece is really important when it comes to social license. Um, and then, you know, I found that social license is all about trust. So it all boiled down to like the relationships you have with your stakeholders and whether they trust you or not. Um, and so that comes down to living your values authentically and having empathy and, um, yeah, building those meaningful relationships with the people that can impact your business. Yes, you yeah. had a really good graphic yesterday. I thought it was a triangle that showed how you moved up these yeah. different levels of trust and and then you had that buy-in from people and that social license yeah. to operate. Can you explain how that triangle works? Yeah, so that's um, Dr. Robert Bouchelier's social license model and he's a bit of a guru internationally on the topic um so you know you start at the base with no social license at all um and then you move into an acceptance level which is where your stakeholders passively accept you but you're under the watchful eye of lobby groups and ngos and that's um that's where you cross the legitimacy boundary so you're perceived to be being legitimate because there's a value connection but it's not very strong if you move up into a higher level of social license, which is your acceptance level, which is where you've got active um, acceptance from your stakeholders, that's where you've crossed the credibility boundary. So that's, um, that's where you're being perceived to be living those values authentically. So um, you've proved yourself in that area. Uh, and then the top level is psychological identification and you cross the full trust boundary at that point and it's pretty rare 
for companies to achieve that level is quite hard but um, that's where you've created a sense of ownership with your stakeholders in your business so you are bringing people outside of your immediate circle of stakeholders and you are engaging with them in a meaningful way and making them a part of your future so we we're just talking to the um, the girls from Kono and Whakatū um, and how they do that and I think the Māori culture has some amazing lessons to teach all of us and how we engage with stakeholders and live values long term in that, in that part of it. Yeah. Mm. Being really authentic to those and being seen to be authentic I guess that's what authentic yeah. is isn't it? Yeah so social licence is all about perception right? So um, the trust comes from um, you being perceived to be living your values authentically, not the fact that you're living them and you think you're living them authentically. You have to prove that. Mm. So you can't um, sit behind your farm gate and go yell at the TV or the newspaper saying you don't know what you're talking about and feeling you know very misunderstood. There's a lot of um, work that needs to be done in the engagement piece um, to heal that divide. So is the first step then actually, uh, you know, using your farm environment plan, putting it into practice, living those values, putting Mm -hmm. those so that people can see what you do? Yeah. It's getting really clear on what your values are before you get clear on what everyone else's values are because for you it has to be meaningful to you to for you to um, give it longevity and and do it in every day and um, integrate it into your business so um, it's not the values um, you know a plaque on the wall that you're like yeah I've got values it's about integrating them into your strategy so that you live them every day and they're powerful and meaningful and then going out and engaging with your stakeholders and finding out, you know, how your values align and if there are gaps, how you can work towards them. Mm-hmm. Towards yeah. bringing them together. Aligning them, yeah. So a social license breaks down when your values underlined with your stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously there's uh, different levels of impact stakeholders have. So you have to uh, map those out and understand who are the like crucial people that you need on board and then work out and out as you go how you bring them on board that's right yeah. and I guess uh, as you say you know sitting behind the farm gate shouting at the TV getting annoyed as we all do when you hear things that aren't quite right bits of misinformation you don't understand what we're really doing and all the efforts we're putting in mm. what g- give us a couple of kind of um, ideas or little gems that maybe farmers could think about doing mm. to try and take that step a little bit further um, there's Wayne Langford who spoke yesterday it was a really great example of what um, farmers could be doing so he put an ad in the paper to the Nelson community and said hey look I need your help to farm sustainably and um, I'm sure he talked about um, animal welfare and all those other um, values that are being you know debated in the in the public arena at the moment but he got a response from the community and he's now formed a stakeholder group that meets every couple of months I'm not sure and they come on farm and they're like this is how we think that you could be doing it and I I was just blown away by that I was like what a legend but I think everybody should do that I think it's the best idea Um, get your community involved and go hey look I need your expertise you know I'm just a farmer I can't do everything although we try to yeah and what about using social media because Mm. um, you know it's always a bit of a scary step to jump in here because 
you're putting yourself out there and boy oh boy there's plenty of trolls out there that want to have a go at you yeah yeah I think social media is important because I think we all need to be telling our stories but I think you need to be there with purpose not just there because you think you need to be there because I think that's when you can get uh henpecked and and trolled and get uh, overwhelmed by it so um I think if you're there from a strong position, understanding your values and your strategy and where you're going and you've got the backing of your community, you've got some support and some moral support as well, but you've got a strong position to come from and tell a story and I think that'll be uh, taken on board and accepted with a much hungrier appetite than someone that's sort of um, fumbling their way through it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's definitely, yeah. you know, we hear it time and time again, uh, whether it's farmers or uh, companies or industry groups, that there is this real sense that they need a social license to operate, and that uh, that that's not there in in a lot of cases mm. right now. So it's great that this whole uh, area now there's somebody that can maybe actually give people some concrete things yeah. that they can actually do instead of us all talking around in a circle. Yeah, well, that was the plan. So, yeah, that's what my business is. Um, I, you know, launched the first social licence consultancy in New Zealand. And um, the whole point of that is to give agribusinesses and farmers tangible tools um, and a fresh, concrete understanding of what their social licence means to them so that we can move forward and start um, growing and taking back that leadership role that we have in our own industry you know great look thanks so much for joining me that's wonderful penny thanks a lot thanks for having me